What do you do when you have a panic attack in front of millions of people on live television? Well, you don't let that meltdown keep you down. We'll talk with ABC News Nightline anchor Dan Harris about finding self-help that actually works on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the Internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and greetings once again. Welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I am your host, J.R. Houston. Pleased, as always, to have you with us wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. We're also excited about uh, Live Happy Magazine. Issues are available for you on newsstands everywhere. Also available to you if you're one of those people that has electronic devices, which I assume you are because you're listening to this right now. Doesn't matter if it's an iPhone or an Android phone, you can get the digital edition of Live Happy Magazine in the Apple Store or on the Google Play Store. And we encourage you to do so because there's all kinds of fun stuff in there for you. Well, this episode was very, very fun to record. Being the broadcasting nerd that I am, it was very, very cool to get to talk with ABC News' Nightline anchor, Dan Harris. And if you don't know who Dan Harris is, he's a guy that one time on live national television had a panic attack in front of everybody, and it changed how he approached his career and his overall happiness. We're going to talk to Dan today about how he learned to become just 10% happier at a time, how to reduce stress without losing his edge, and finding self-help that actually works. And uh, first of all, Dan Harris, thank you so much for joining us. I know life can be busy, especially with all the things you've got going on, so we appreciate you taking some time out for us. Thanks for having me. So you've got the book, 10% Happier, How I Tamed the Voice in My Head, uh, Reduced Stress Without Losing My Edge, and Found Self-Help That Actually Works, a true story. What made you decide to write that book and sort of start this journey? Well, any number of ways to answer that question, but I guess the the first chain in the chain of events was that I had a panic attack uh, on national television back in 2004. So that was a bit of a wake-up call. I had uh, spent a lot of time in war zones as a young, eager reporter. And when I came home from spending a lot of time in places like Afghanistan and Pakistan and the Middle East and Iraq, um, I I got depressed and then I very stupidly self-medicated with recreational drugs. And that that, uh, led to a panic attack, as I said, uh, on live television. And that kind of put me on a weird and windy path that ultimately led me to meditation. When I first started getting interested in meditation, I realized that I had always assumed it was nonsense, but actually uh, there's a lot of science that suggests it's really good for you. And so I, I started to do it, and I realized that there are very few people out there talking about meditation with any humor. Or, uh, it's all very, usually very earnest and syrupy. And so I, I just tried it to um, – and there are no original ideas in my book. It's basically I, I talk about meditation uh, while using the F-bomb a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, any way that you've got to express your ideas, that's the way you've got to go about it. Um, were, were you surprised by how well the book was received? I would. The better word would be shocked. Um, <laughs> I, 
didn't think that like anybody would care about reading a book about meditation from a C-level network newsman. But you know, I think it was a, a combination of factors that that really helped it do well. First of all, my employers really ABC News really got behind it and, and did a lot of stories about it, and I think that that really propelled it forward. And and then also, I think that the timing was really good. That that uh, there's a lot of buzz in the air about meditation, and people because of the science is really suggesting that it's good for you. And it was on the cover of Time Magazine, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think there's a lot of interest, and I I just came around, along at the right time with the right with the right kind of uh, style of talking about it. Well, as we mentioned, you've got uh, the 10% Happier Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics app. You've got the 10% uh, Happier with Dan Harris podcast. You co-anchor Nightline. You're on the weekend edition of Good Morning America. Uh, how do you find the time to meditate? I mean, where, where in your schedule are you fitting this in? Yeah, it's a busy schedule. Um, sometimes I think maybe too busy. Um, <laughs> I, I uh, prioritize a couple of things. You know, I make sure I, I get enough sleep. I make sure I exercise. I make sure I get to spend time with my kid or my family, and I and I make sure I get to meditate. So sometimes something has to give, uh, but I do my best to to make sure I get every all of those things in. And uh, there are a lot of things going on for me, uh, largely because the book started to do it did, did better than I thought it would, and that led to a podcast and an app and more books and all that stuff and speaking engagements and interviews and blah blah blah. I just try to um, not get overly worked up about any one thing at any one, at, at any moment. I just do my best to get it all done, and sometimes things fall by the wayside, and then I just try to pick it up tomorrow. Uh, and actually, this is where meditation is very helpful. I think in some ways, counterintuitively, making a little bit of time to uh, do mental hygiene actually makes you more effective because you spend less time engaged in useless rumination and worry. You know, the science suggests it, it really boosts your ability to focus. So uh, to, to me, actually, it's a kind of an investment in my own productivity. And the other thing is this, you know, we, we spend a lot of time working on our, on our home decor, on our cars, on mm -hmm. our stock portfolios, on our hair, on our bodies. But we, most of us spend no time working on the one filter through which we experience everything, and that's our mind. And it's just common sense to, to tune the thing up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's something a lot of people ignore because they, it's almost a mind over matter. I, I can get through this. I can do this. And uh, we're just going to keep pressing forward and going, going, going all the time. Uh, but a lot of people, I think, are also intimidated by getting inside their own head. Uh, what, what sort of advice do you have for people that are, I guess, a little bit scared or trepidatious about stepping into something like this? Well, I mean... I get it, first of all, um, and, and you're not alone, and it's not a strange concern to have. A lot of people are worried that, you know, uh, they look in their own mind, they might not like what they see. Um, I, I guess what I would say is your option is to – it's there anyway, and it is having an impact on you whether you choose to see it or not. So mm -hmm. your option is to be yanked around by it unconsciously or to deal with it forthrightly. Um I think it was Robert Frost who said the only way out is through. Um, and, and so uh, that, right. that would be my first response. And then there are, I think another reason why people don't do it is, is they think um, it's impossible. They think, uh, you know, I get that it's good for me, but I can't do it because I can't stop thinking. Uh, my mind is too busy. I hear this a lot. 
Uh, I call it the fallacy of uniqueness. People think that they are uniquely uh, crazy, but <laughs> it's the human condition. Um, you know, the good news and the bad news is you're not special in that way. Um, and uh, if if everybody, if the mind wasn't like this, we wouldn't need meditation. Right. I, and I think that's been sort of my personal struggle with it as well. You sit down to do something like this and, and take that inventory and, and do, do some of that spring cleaning in there. And then you just use what you, like what you mentioned earlier, useless rumination. And, and you're, you're constantly worrying about the past. You're constantly focusing on the future and, and what could go wrong there. What tips, what's the good starting point or the good starting practices uh, to jump into meditation in, in the way that you've done it? See, here's what I'd say is, is, is that you're, you're putting the bar too high. You're doing what mm -hmm. all, myself included, so this is not me making fun of you. I have the same <laughs> issue. Still have the same issue. I, I reserve the right to make fun of you, but I'm not right now. <laughs> um, I, 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 I let you have it, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I'm a type A person. I suspect you are too. And yep. we do things and we expect a certain result. We expect a win. But mm -hmm. you, you don't really win at meditation. It's not that kind of endeavor. Um, it, you have to go in expecting that you're going to be distracted a million times. You know, most, most forms of meditation involve you focusing on your breath, uh, at least the kind of meditation that I uh, talk about, which is mindfulness meditation. Mm -hmm. So you're focusing, you're trying to focus on your breath, uh, and you're going to get lost a million times. And people think because they're getting lost that they're doing it wrong. But in fact, the act of meditation is simply to notice when you've become distracted and to start again over and over and over and over and that act of quote-unquote failure is success and it's like a bicep curl for your brain every time you notice that you're worrying or whatever and then you start again that is a bicep curl that shows up on the brain scans and it changes your brain and so it may feel like failure uh but it isn't and the other thing i'd say is you know uh, if you were to pick up a violin right now if you had no training you wouldn't be able to like play bach right away it takes training this is a skill and people have been doing this for thousands of years, um, and it's only now being, you know, really starting to be brought into the mainstream. But it's like any skill. You pick it up, it's going to feel a little awkward at first, but it gets easier with time. And you've got an app that will help people out as well, 10% Happier Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics app. And what, what, uh, what does the app pr provide for folks that are trying to, to get into this? After I wrote the book, and as you pointed out, I didn't think anybody was going to read it. And, and <laughs> when when that when that turned out not to be the case, I got a call from a friend of mine who was like, "Congratulations, the book's doing great, but you know, I don't know that you're doing enough to get all these people. Now, all these people are interested in meditation. You're not really doing enough to tell them how to, to how to actually follow your advice." Right. So uh, I got together with some of my teachers, you know, really who, people who I believe are the best living meditation teachers, people who generally wouldn't be doing an app, but uh, I was able to convince them to, to work with me on this thing. And we are building what we believe is the best meditation tool existing. And you, you can get it in the Apple Store, and the first seven days are free. And frankly, if you do those first seven days, you will know how to meditate and you won't have to pay us anything um, <laughs> and you can walk away. Uh, if you want more, though, then you can become a member and, and stick with us. And what we do is every day you get a, a video with me torturing a meditation teacher, my meditation <laughs> teacher, a guy named Joseph Goldstein. And I ask him a, a bunch of, of annoying questions that are the kind of questions that you would probably want to ask. And then you get a guide, a short guided audio meditation. Uh, and then, so every day you get one of these, and then you get access to a coach, a real life 
human being who is an experienced meditator, and you can ask him any question you want, anytime you want. And so we're—I mean, I'm really excited about this. It's, it's taken up a ton of my time, and it's really my way of helping people actually do this thing. Well, yeah, because I, I think there's there's one thing to be said about yeah, you need to meditate, you need to be more mindful, and then kind of leave it at that. And then people are like lost in some kind of wilderness. But this will give them sort of a roadmap, at least at the beginning, on how to to really dive into it. And uh, it'll it, it'll have positive influences on all kinds of things. What have been the positive influences you've noted on both your personal and your professional life? Shortly after I started meditating, I, I, I would start to overhear my wife at cocktail parties telling people that I was less of a jerk. And <laughs> And, you know, that, that really, for me, was the first sign that thing was working. You know, I, I retain the capacity to be a complete schmuck um, plenty of the time. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I like to joke that my wife, my wife, if she were here, she would give you the 90% still a moron speech. But um, <laughs> I, 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 so it's not like I'm perfect. I'm definitely not. But, you know, I'm like 10% less likely to say the thing that's going to ruin the next 48 hours of my marriage or uh, or, you know, get impatient with our one-and-a-half-year-old son, et cetera, et cetera. And that, that, that is a huge game-changer uh, around the house. And by the way, I believe that 10% compounds annually, that as you get better at the skill of mindfulness and meditation, it just, it just feeds on itself. Um, and then professionally, I really think it helps with focus, staying on task in an age where we're just bombarded by distractions. Sure. Um, and... Uh, it helps you with your relationships, and I work in an intensely collaborative business, television news, and so having better relationships has really helped me. And with performance, you know, I'm, I'm I am, uh, you know, have to go in front of millions of people live, and the ability to sort of tune out the distractions to actually listen to what the other people uh, with whom I'm on the air are saying, so I can react organically and spontaneously um, instead of getting caught up in you know plump or uh, or ruminating has made a huge difference for me so i'll leave it there yeah i i think that's an absolutely fantastic skill especially uh with uh, both of the programs you're on nightline has had three hosts for what it's been 10 or 11 years since uh, ted koppel turned that over you've been with them for for part of that time and then uh, good morning america as well but i want to go back to something you mentioned in your personal life that you you've gone 10 percent, and then it compounds year after year i think that's another thing that intimidates people or kind of maybe turns them off to it you're not going to become 100 percent perfect right away but if you keep working at it you'll continuously get better yeah well here's the thing the reason why i call the book 10 percent happy which is a joke uh, <laughs> like a, i pulled it out of my butt but um the the people who try to sell you something that is going to make you 100 percent better or happier th that is uh complete baloney that's not going to happen and we have a 11 billion dollar a year self-help industry that is peddling these sort of miracle cures that are mm -hmm. not miracle cures i'm of the view that that there is a market for a realistic promise out there yeah and and so if people feel like you know they need a miracle cure and don't want 10 percent happier then you know god bless I, I, there's nothing i can say to that except for good luck right i i just feel like there's so many of those things that uh well if you just have this or you do this you're going to be 100 percent happier and it reminds me of the like the the old traveling elixir salesman right that that just 
comes into town and then they're gone right away. But the, the, here, here's a here's an opportunity with both your book and the app and the podcast and and what we're doing in our magazine. Here's a little bit you can do every day, and eventually, if you keep working at it, you'll get there. That's that's my view, and and I don't even know if there's a there to get to per per, per se with, with sure with my you know with mindfulness. It's just it's um it's just the ability over time to do less sleepwalking. You know, we sleepwalk mm-hmm. through in a fog of re- projection and rumination through so much of our lives. Uh, we're yanked around by this voice in our head, this, and I'm not talking about schizophrenia or hearing voices. I'm talking about the, your inner narrator mm-hmm. that's just chasing you out of bed in the morning and yammering at you all day long, and mindfulness is kryptonite for that. And again, it's not permanent kryptonite. It's just momentary kryptonite so that the little voice that's giving you terrible ideas <laughs> and once in a while a smart idea, you have a different relationship to it, and it's not controlling you so much. I'm deeply skeptical of anybody who says they can solve all of your problems in one go, and I think I think your listeners should be as well. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you on that, and I hopefully that's the message that, that we've uh, gotten across here in the first uh, episodes that uh, we've done of this program, and I know that's the message that's getting across on uh, your podcast, which is, again, 10% Happier with Dan Harris. Well, Dan, I know you've got so much to get to. Uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but uh, where can folks find a copy of your book? The book is, you can get it on Amazon. I think it's uh, in bookstores. I know it's in bookstores sometimes I see it in the airport still. The podcast is in uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the app is in, in the App Store on Apple hopefully soon an android fantastic all kinds of places to to get into meditation and mindfulness which really to me and every time we talk about it i feel like it's the first step toward making yourself uh, a happier person and uh, a more contented and more gratitude uh, gratitude filled person grateful i guess that's the word I, I i'm a broadcaster i don't need to know words and syntax and those sort of things <laughs> whatever uh, believe me i I've, I've i have the same i have the same problem but i would add to your list an easier person to live with. Yes, I would agree with that as well. Uh, so much so. Well, Dan Harris, again, thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get together again soon and, and talk a little bit more. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for having me on, and, and best of luck to you with your show. Thank you very much. And if you'd like more information, you can go to livehappynow.com. We've got a free sketch note of the episode, as always. We also have uh, free links to guided meditations with uh, Dan's personal teacher, Joseph Goldstein. You can check out Dan's podcast, 10% Happier with Dan Harris, as well as his app, Meditation for Fidgety Skeptics. Well-named and doesn't take himself too seriously. You know he's doing good work if that's the case. We know that you are doing good work by listening and contributing and letting us know what you want to hear, and it's very easy to do so. You can find us on Twitter at LiveHappy, Facebook.com slash LiveHappy, or by sending us an email, podcast at livehappy.com. Thanks to Dan Harris and thanks to you, the listener, for helping us to live happy here at Live Happy Now.